0: Netflix took the world by storm with a new documentary in 2020 about a recent case from only two years before. The case made a giant splash in the true crime world due to how heavy it was covered among all news outlets as well as podcasts. Welcome to Cryptic Soup. Today we are digging into our request folder to bring you what you asked for, the Chris Watts case. Hey, guys, welcome to cryptic soup. I'm Tina and I'm Kylie. There's so much happening on the news. I don't watch the news. Oh, well, okay. I mean, (laughs) I know like everyone knows about all of it, so I don't want to get into all of it. But um, I mean, the biggest thing is um, that Scientologist guy from the 70s show. Hi, my name is Danny Masterson.
1: Would you like to touch my balls? (laughs) You know, Um, I've heard about you. and you'll be caught soon. I know you will. I will.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big one. But there was something that was not bigger. I don't want to say it like that, but like there was something else. Like was, different. Yeah, that I was. I came across, and I was like, oh shit, that's weird. I want to talk about it. And of course, now I can't fucking remember it. I feel like I come across that all the time, and now I I never remember it in the moment. Yeah, you just you're like, well, kind of mm-hmm. just go blank. Yeah. Alleged evidence of aliens being presented in Mexico. Something's happening somewhere in the world that's something wild. Two bodies in caskets revealed during the proceedings. Damn, I'm mad that I can't remember what it is, but oh well. corpse were said to be found in Peru in 2017, estimated to be a thousand years old. So do with that what you will. Okay. Mhm. Okay. Well. Other than that, uh we celebrated a birthday this weekend. We had a fun party. Um mm-hmm. what else have we been doing with our lives? No, oh, I mean, I went to Disney. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh shit, we haven't recorded in that long. You <laughs> yeah. were on vacation. <laughs> Tell us about your vacation. I mean, it was very hot. I do not recommend going to Florida in September cuz that was hot.
1: Oh, that's hot. That's hot.
0: Um I don't know. Honestly, like people have been asking me what the like the best part of my trip was. And honestly, it was just like seeing how much of a kid Corey is and how excited he was because he is a. Like a rider, like he rides, rides like (laughs) all of them and uh, I do not. So (laughs) he had a lot of fun. So and it was his first time going, which makes it more special. Yeah. So it was just like I remember the first time I saw Harry Potter World and I was just like. This is like I want to cry like this is See, amazing. I've never seen Harry Potter world and I've never gotten to go to like um the Star Wars. Like none of that. I was haven't there when seen I've the Star been. Wars world. I don't remember what it's called, Um, but I haven't gotten to do those. I want to go because I want to try like the blue milk and I want to have like a, mm-hmm. a Wookiee cookie and all that. But um, Margie's never gone. And we found out at her birthday party that Jewel hadn't gone. And Jewel made a joke. She's like, Basil, Jewel. She is Jewel. She's like, Basil, you, me and Margie should take a double date and just go to Disney and Orlando and all that. And I was like, yeah, it's so expensive. Yeah. So save up for like a year because it's so expensive. Margie and I just booked a vacation. I didn't tell you anything much about this vacation we booked. <laughs> OK, so Martin and I are going to go on vacation. She's never gone on a plane. She's never gone to the West. She's never been on a plane. No. Well, Corey hadn't either until we started dating. So that's not super crazy. But you've been together for a while. I know. Well, we've <laughs> driven everywhere because everywhere yeah. we've gone is only five hours away. So it's been <laughs> only five hours. We're yeah. drivers. We like driving places. But um, we're going to Yellowstone in the Grand Teton. Mm-hmm. because I want to show our Delta Lake in the Grand Teton. So I'm really excited about this. I think it's Grand Teton.
1: You know, uh, Jenny Lake and uh, Grand Teton National Park.
0: At Yellowstone or Grand Teton National Park.
1: The best way to enjoy Grand Teton.
0: OK, <laughs> I have heard literally <laughs> so many people correct me no matter which way I say it. So I've decided I'm going to say what's most comfortable. OK, I said fudge it. But um, we're going to the Yellowstone and I'm really, really excited. It won't be bison season is the only thing like we're going right in between the two seasons. So it's going to be more like um, wolves. It's still like elk and moose. I mean, it's still pretty. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. We're going when the hot springs are open and stuff. I'm so freaking excited. So we're staying in this place called the Buck and Moose. And all the cabins are themed like animals. And yes, they do have dead animals all over them. And um, we're going to stay in one. I think we're staying in the wolf sanctuary or the uh, elk room. I can't remember the elk den. Sorry. Sorry. I made sure not to pick the squirrel room because it looked terrifying. <laughs> there were so many <laughs> <Too> squirrels. Many. <laughs> so little, so little bodies. <laughs> too many squirrels. I saw like five in one picture. I was like, like too no. many. Too, that is five too many in one picture. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny. So yeah. Are they like on like an Airbnb or? Uh, It's, it's considered like an actual hotel, but okay. it's cabins and stuff. Yeah. So um, but we, we did like a big package. We got a car, we got flights, we got stays and like we wrapped everything together so that it was one big lump sum for mm-hmm. our spendages. <clears throat> it's pretty penny. Yeah. But we're going for four, uh, five days, four days, something like that. And we're going, we booked it really far in advance so that we can also have time to plan everything, do everything. Cause I'm a planner. So we're not going until March. Wait, you're a planner. <laughs> I would have never known. Yeah. So you guys should see the drive that we have. Oh, the Google Drive. She means not like we're driving. Yeah, the to Google Drive. The Yellowstone. The Google. Like, Google no, yeah. not the 22 hour drive. The Google Drive. That yeah. Made because Athena is a psychopath. Yes. Yeah. 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 That one. Hmm. I spent a lot of money on a lightsaber. Yeah. but they're cool <laughs> I looking. wasn't going to get one, but oh, man, they're so worth it. My lightsaber is my baby. You guys know that. Everyone needs a good lightsaber in their life. You have one? You know, like a real one? Yes. From where? I have mine from Ultra Saber. I had it in this house. You saw it. Okay. So, but it's not like the one that we got. It, no. Well, yes. They're made with the same stuff, but they are different. Yes. Okay. Mine is a custom made one. Yeah, you could do that, but it was even more. Yeah, even more. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. However, so I got mine expensive. custom made because I didn't custom make it myself. I just ordered all the pieces and had someone else custom make it. It was not as expensive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mine's a cu- mine has all eight colors. Bitch, you know this. I uh, I ran around the house. Remember when I couldn't find no. my phone? And so I was using my lightsaber to light the way through the house. No. Oh, my God. I don't remember that. OK, at all. OK, you're dead to me. Let's start the episode. We also got a <laughs> wand, which was also expensive. Oh, whose wands do you guys get? Um, Well, we got a custom one for our friend Morbid. They wouldn't let us engrave Morbid on there. They're like, oh, no, you can't engrave. It. They won't <laughs> let us do that. That is not OK. I'm like, what if that was her their fucking name? name? Yeah, <laughs> they were like, it has to be their real name. I'm like, OK, well, that's her like gamer tag. I would have just like, been like, that is her legal name. A streamer. <laughs> they were not happy. And I was like. I met someone whose legal name was Shooter and Trigger, like two different people. And then I met a dude named Ruger. Like, come on. Yeah, no, that's a really hard word. <laughs> <laughs> and he's my coworker. I have to say it a million times a day. Named what? Like the gun. Pew pew Ruger. Yep. OK. Yeah. Um, I have Snape's wand. We were going to get Snape, but we got... um. Wait, no, I have Voldemort. No, I have Snape. I have one of them. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Um, What's his name? Sirius Black. I literally was going to say, do you have Sirius or Lupin? I just knew in my head those were one of the two that you got. Yeah, Sirius is like squarular. Yeah. And it's so cool looking. So that's the one we got. So, um... That's our lives, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs> um, sorry, we just, Kylie and I haven't really seen each other in a minute either. I mean, technically we did, but we did. I mean, it. not really. Yeah, we didn't. So here we are catching up with you guys. Um. Okay, well, so this case, it was like hella popular in the news. So do you know it because of that? Nope. Really? You don't even fucking know this case? (sighs) I mean, maybe. Maybe I do. Okay, so we are going to get into it because there was a documentary on Netflix. Uh, It was called like the American Murder, the Family Next Door. I watched it. It was good. Was it, though? (laughs) No, it really was, because here's the thing. The people in this case are Chris Watts, his parents, Shanann, Shanann's two children with Chris, and then Shanann's family. Shanann's family helped make the documentary, and as well as her best friend, who's the one that did the like original call and stuff, they're all in the documentary. They all speak out and stuff like that. And like, it's good because there is a lot of like real stuff and real footage, but they left out some of what I think is genuinely the biggest parts of the case. They leave out what Chris was doing behind Shanann's back, which is kind of like I get it in respect to her and stuff because he was cheating on his wife. That I suppose. And but stuff. it's still pretty. It important. was very a big part of this case. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. The case was very. Um. I mean, the the documentary is very like it wanted to talk about a certain storyline part of it, and it didn't want to stray from that to make sure that it stayed in that like hour and 20 minutes or whatever. You know what I mean? So um, it was really good if you watched it. But if you listen to this and you're like, oh, well, I already watched that, bro.
1: You did. You don't know <laughs> shit. Let's get into
0: it. The summer of 2018 should have been a really joyous summer for the Watts family because Chris and Shanann had found out that they were going to be expecting their third child that they were going to welcome into their into this world and into their family. They were, you know, like going to have a complete family now. But this day would never come because something much more sinister would happen to the family. On August 13th, 2018, in Frederick, Colorado, a wellness check call was put into the police. They were told that they needed to come to check up on a pregnant woman named Shanann Watts at her home at 2825 Saratoga Trail. That day, Shanann had missed her OBGYN appointment and she was 15 weeks pregnant. So it was really odd for her not to like call and say that she wasn't going to come. Because that's the kind of person she was. Like she didn't miss her appointments. Shanann was a mother of two other children, and she was not the type that would just skip out on things. Because she did suffer from some other health issues, so it was really important for her even to like want to be present at each of her, or uh, gosh, at each <laughs> of her appointments. She is not a whore. I'm so sorry that that word came out multiple <laughs> times. Multiple times. I was trying to say her, her, her. Yeah. And I think I was trying to say our appointments for some reason, like her family, like it's our appointments for the child, like as if it was her and Chris, you know what I mean? Oh, so her and our came whore. And then I just fucked up. So anyway, she could have like a high risk type of yeah. pregnancy. So, okay. yeah, um, I want to say I know I talk about it later, but I think it's fibromyalgia that she has Oof. and something That's else. I I can't remember what the other thing is, but she has she has more than one thing troubling her at this point. So Chris Watts, which is Shanann's husband, said he texted his wife a few times that morning and he got no reply. So he chalked that up to her being really busy at 1210 p.m. Her best friend. Nicole Atkinson. So there are there's going to be a Nicole, a Nicole and a Nico in this episode. Okay. so. I. Yeah, well, you'll see. Okay, so Nicole Atkinson. Is Shanann's best friend. So Nicole Atkinson shows up at the house and I'm going to always try to use her last name, I think, if I can try to remember to Nicole Atkinson was getting no reply and she finally decided to just like go up to the house and knock on the door. But no one answered, and that worried Nicole Atkinson because she noticed that like Shannon's car was there, and Shanann missed her appointments and stuff, so she she knew something was off. So she calls the police, and she's the one that says that she wants the wellness check with the thor- with the authorities to like happen, right? Mm-hmm. But the moment Nicole Atkinson makes this call, things get a lot weirder, and it gets really like just uh, chills up your spine. So we're going to talk about like what led up to this day. So we're going to now rewind all the way to the beginning and find out how we got there. Right. History before the mystery. Shanann Catherine Ruskik, I think, was born. Yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah, I listened to it, but it was one of those names where they said it. So like Ruskik. You know what I mean? Or something like that. That oh, I Oh, like it's really fast. Yeah. Like I literally couldn't catch what they were saying. It, like my brain couldn't pos- process it. So See, I'm like, I would read that like with the R being silent and it being like Zuzek. Oh, I made the Z silent. So I was Ruchek more. Interesting. Yeah. It's a weird one. It's R-Z-U-C-E-K. Ruchek. I would say. I... I think, yeah, I think that's what I'm going to go with for the last name. So Shanann was born on January 10th, 1984. So she is a Capricorn, the best sign of all, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She shares a birthday with Andrea Swift. Tell me who that is. I don't know who that is. Taylor Swift's mom. Oh, OK. <laughs> no, there weren't that many famous people that day. So I was like, well, shit. OK, I'll go with Andrea Swift. That is also National Houseplant Appreciation Day. That's That's funny. That's really funny. We have a listener that would really love to celebrate that day. Yeah. (laughs) We have a couple, actually. (laughs) I know quite a few of our listeners that have a lot of plans. Yep. Um, She was born in Passaic County? Passaic? Passaic. Passaic, right? Probably. Passaic County. I mean, it's New Jersey, so... (laughs) Upside Jersey. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you did that because I was like thinking about doing it. And I'm like, I'm going to fuck this up I was so bad. Think, what would Marky Mark say? <laughs> oh my really God. I love it. Um, Yeah. In Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Her parents were named Frank and Sandra. Shanann also had a brother named Frankie. I don't know where Shanann came from then. Like, it's like Shannon and. Sandra. No, it's like yeah. Shannon and Anne. Yeah. But Frankie is clearly after Frank. Right. Shannon isn't quite after Sandra. She could have been Sandy at that point. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Hmm. They didn't follow suit. They, yeah, they, they they did the crazy thing. But even in the document, it's like that thing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's it's like that thing. There's like this TikTok trend where it's like tell me the f- child that's the most unloved in your family and it'll be like all the siblings and they're like my name is and it, I specifically remember there was like an Asian family that did the trend and the first guy's like my name is Kyo-peto, or something like that and then like the next guy's like my name is Kyung-hae-lo. and they all had like very similar sounding names and then the fifth child went and he goes my name's Greg <laughs> and I was like oh yeah. I get the trend now I get it like it makes <laughs> sense you don't have to explain further than that <laughs> And yeah, that's that's what it reminds you of. Okay. but even in the documentaries and like the information online, the family kept a lot of Shanann's younger life more private because at that point they that's the only thing they have left of their daughter. So like they want to keep some things for themselves in a sense, which is completely respectable. So the few things I did find out, I tried to just I decided to keep. Off of the episode, because if they want that kept off from other stuff and it was hard for me to find, there's a reason it's hard to find and we don't need it. We do know the family ended up moving and she grew up in Moore County, North Carolina, and she attended Pinecrest High School because her family talks about that. So I will let you guys know that. At some point, Shanann gets married to a man named Leonard King. That is a name. Leonard King. Yeah. (laughs) Why? Leonard King. Yeah. It sounds like a king name. Leonard does? Yeah. You think, okay. Like Leonard? Well, Leonard does, but not Leonard. Well, maybe that is Leonard. Well, all I can think about (laughs) is a weird case. Of course. (laughs) Where there's these two psychopathic dudes named Leonard Lake and Charles Ng. And I know it's Ng, not, not King, but like, when people it's close, yeah, yeah, like because some people say like the Leonard Lake and Charlesing episode. And so it kind of sounds like Leonard. If you. Yeah. OK. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. But Shanann and Leonard get divorced in 2009. Shanann was a really lovely person. She was always smiling. She was full of life and happiness. She had this like long, beautiful, lustrous black hair. She had beautiful, big brown eyes. She would light up a room when she went in. She was so charismatic and just like happy and beautiful. I have seen so many pictures and videos and footage of Shanann. And she's just like she's someone anyone could get along with. Like genuinely, I. I dove really deep into this when the documentary came out because someone told me how they didn't cover enough of it. So I dove really far back into that. And I went to Shanann's Facebook and I watched every single video. There's a lot. There's a lot. It took me like, I want to say hours. In 2010, not long after her divorce, Shanann really wasn't starting to put herself back on the market a ton, but she ends up getting a friend request from Chris on Facebook. Oh, the good old days. (laughs) That's how you meet people. (laughs) (laughs) Shanann would make video. Yeah, see, I talk about it. Shanann would make videos all the time for Facebook and she would post them. And nowadays you can see still these videos because like her family left up her page and stuff. And you can just see how like. She always like talks about her life. She's very open. She's very honest and stuff. And it's really sad because when you know later what happens, like some of these videos really cut you to the core. Like I'll talk about some of the videos. But in one video, she posts only four months before the murder. She talks about how her and Chris like met and how they began their relationship. She says, I was in a really, really, really bad place. And I got a friend request from Chris on Facebook. I was like, oh, what the heck? I'm never going to meet him. Well, one thing led to another. And eight years later, we have two kids. We live in Colorado and he's the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh, yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. Um, their first date was at this like upscale movie theater place that has drinks and food. From what I can imagine, it's one of those ones where like they bring the food to you, I think in the seats like you know it's one of those style yeah like you're and it's it's, it's like almost like nice. a restaurant yeah yeah. so <laughs> this was the first impression that the, they would have on each other like in real life right but Shanann was not impressed with Chris she showed up in a dress excited for like her first date with him and Chris showed up in his as he calls them comfortable clothes maybe
1: it's the way you're dressed better try the reflection test
0: She later tells her friends that she was not feeling him and he wasn't her type because of how he dressed. But Chris ended up trying to pursue Shanann anyways. And it's important to know that Chris pursued Shanann without Shanann pursuing him back at first. Because Chris does bring that up later. But after he continues trying, somehow at some point it worked. So after about they end up start dating and after about two years of dating, They end up getting married on November 3rd, 2012 in Mecklenburg County, North Carolina. During the time that the couple dated and like the fact that they got married really fast, they like had a lot of problems in their relationship. Usually most of their problems was money related, but sometimes family related. And I don't mean family like them. I mean, like the in-laws. Like family drama. Yeah. There's a lot of in-law issues here. Shanann's family was really supportive. They loved Chris. They welcomed him in the family like he was their own. They said that Frank and Sandra said that like back then that Chris was the greatest addition in the family and he loved Shanann and the kids. They they thought. Chris's parents were like the exact opposite, though. Chris's family really disliked Shanann to the point where they would often make rude comments and insults that would be directed at her. Lovely. Love that. Yeah, they're not the friendliest, especially towards Shanann, their names are Ronnie and Cindy. And they were so like anti Shanann that they refused to even come to the wedding to celebrate. And throughout this entire episode, you'll hear about their beef with Shanann because like they genuinely just don't like Shanann. You can tell. Do they have a reason? Uh, Not really. No, not really. It doesn't ever seem like. I posted and I'm pretty sure I added it to the Instagram post because I like already made it. I think I put some of the text messages. Oh, my God. There are so many text threads you can look up from this case. There are a lot of typos, but oh, my God, the text threads are like. Wild, I think I type one of them up in the end and it's so long. It took me so long to type it up. It's like a half a page long, just this text thread. In 2013, the Watts bought a home, the the home that I talked about at the beginning of the episode, the home in Frederick, Colorado. I've been stuttering so bad for two days now. I don't know what happened. I'm just not doing well, like vocalizing things and I'm getting caught on my words. And uh, it's so annoying. Like there's no rhyme or reason for it, but I've been doing really bad And you know how I'm not the best at like knowing my words. I'm very smart, you guys. I'm not dumb. Well, that made me sound like I'm tooting my own horn. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) I'm I'm not. okay. but like there are times where I forget words and it's kind of almost as if like I sound like English isn't my first language. It is. Um, But like I will try to describe the word to you. So the other day I was trying to tell someone that I needed to mow my lawn and I was like, what is the outside vacuum? (laughs) And they were like, what? And I was like, you use it on the carpet. And they were like, a vacuum. And I was like, no, like, it's you take it outside. And they're like, a Roomba? I was like, no, why (laughs) would you take a Roomba outside? That's (laughs) stupid. They were like, oh, I sound stupid. And I was just like, no, like, it's outside. You can, like, put gas in it. And they're like, a car? It was getting worse the longer. And I was like, no, what is, like, the carpet outside that's green and it gets wet with rain? It took us a while. We finally got to mow the lawn. That was all I was trying to say. Mow the lawn. (laughs) Today, Margie and I had another one. Uh, We were playing a guessing game of like name what band sings a song. And I was like, how many numbers is it? And she's like, well, there's no numbers. (laughs) What are you talking about? I was like, no, there's 26 numbers. How many of it are in this? Oh, my God. And she's like, are you talking about the alphabet? And I was like, no, no, no. When you put the numbers together and then you put a space and then you put more numbers together, what does that create? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Don't nobody understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, man. And she's like, letter. Are you talking about the alphabet? She <laughs> <laughs> just kept saying the alphabet. I was trying to say the word, how many words? I was just trying to say words. (laughs) That's why I kept saying there were spaces in between the letters, but I kept calling them numbers. How many words in the phrase? Yeah. Like, (laughs) oh my fucking god. It took me so long. The band was Icy Stars, Jesus Christ. I think that you've just been too social this weekend. My brain doesn't make the connections always (laughs) from point A to point B. It kind of just gets lost in point like R. So bad. Uh, <laughs> just took a detour. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, don't mind me, guys. I just don't know how to read. And here I am reading a whole outline to you. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I do okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when they move into this home, they bought it in 2013 and they purchased it for $400,000. It was a massive house. It was 4,177 square feet. It has four bedrooms, five bathrooms, and sits on a quarter acre of land. And it's really pretty, too. The house is pretty. And from what I can see, the views look nice around it. The couple was so happy to have this beautiful home, this beautiful view of the Rocky Mountains and like everything. They knew they wanted to make it into a family home, which, of course, they did. There are two people living in a four bedroom home. The couple quickly had their first child. They named her Bella Marie Watts. She was born December 17th, 2013 in Colorado. Shanann was so excited to be a mom. I forgot to put what those people are and stuff like whose birthday that is. She's Sagittarius, so we'll start there. Shanann was so excited to be a mom and to have a baby girl. She posted about her all the time on social media. She said that she really cherished her and that like, she would essentially say Bella's like her best friend and stuff like that. And she just loved Bella. Um, it's really cute because there are videos of Bella too on the, her Facebook, and you get to see how just oh, she's so damn adorable. Less than two years later, they had a second daughter in the picture. Her name was Celeste Catherine Watts, but they nicknamed her Cece. She was born July 17th, 2015. It's uh, cancer. Yep. I was say it's cancer. Oh, because Corey. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's why I do the December 17th. That's like a thing before Capron. Both their kids are born on the 17th. Isn't that cute? Oh, that is cute. <laughs> so Shanann ended up being diagnosed with lupus earlier in Ooh. life, as well as with fibromyalgia. That's so. Hard. That's the thing I was talking about, how like it was weird when she would miss an appointment because she would not risk any of her children's life. And she's pregnant, like I said. So she was really excited that she already had two healthy children that she could welcome into this world. So when she didn't show up for everything and she's having these two illnesses, people were like, "Mm, something's off. But their family was still growing. Shanann was working as a humans resource specialist at the Children's Hospital in Colorado from 2013 to 2016, as well as working from a home business. It was a MLM called Lavelle, I guess. I don't Mm. know. Uh, she sold Thrive products. I don't know what Thrive is, but it's in all of her posts. Hold on. I got to look it up. I think is I know it, what it is. It reminds me of. Um, what's the. Oh, what's the one that begins with an H? Herbalife. It reminds me of Herbalife. Mm. People still sell Herbalife. You know that? hmm. That's wild. No. Oh. I'm thinking of Thrive Market. Oh, OK. Uh, it's like weight management, I guess. OK, so it is like her life. In the yeah. Place. OK. Despite Shanann having two jobs, Chris was working at Anadarko Anna and Anadarko Petroleum Company. But it wasn't enough and the family didn't bring in enough money. So in June of 2015, the couple was making a combined income of only 90 grand and they had credit card debt, student loans and medical bills at this point. Plus, they just bought this super bougie house. This forced the couple to file for bankruptcy, stating that their $3,000 a month mortgage and their $600 car payments took up most of their $4,900 monthly expense. At the same time, it was reported that their homeowners association sued them for some unpaid HOA fees. So they were struggling, but also Shanann was going to end up having to leave her second job because they have two kids at this point and the family's struggling. On May 5th, 2018, Shanann posted a Facebook live video and it was a little over 30 minutes long. Shanann talks about her life, her family and her job. She says, I love waking up now on Saturdays and being able to enjoy my family. I believe that everything in life happens for a reason. I also believe people are placed in our life for a reason. And in the background, you can see Chris playing with uh, Bella and Cece, and they look like the picture perfect family. Like everyone looks so happy in this video. It wasn't uncommon for Shanann to post things like that, because like I told you guys, there was tons of videos, posts, things like that, which always made them seem like a happy family. And at the time, they really could have been like a really happy family because you never know. Maybe Chris really does just snap, but I don't know. It's just really sad knowing what we know now. There was another video from June 14th, 2018, and Bella's four years old in it. She's in her car seat in the back of the vehicle and she is singing. Bella sings in the video. My daddy is a hero. He helps me grow up strong. He helps me snuggle, too. He reads me books. He ties my shoes. You're a hero through and through. Daddy, daddy, I love you. Well, that's adorable. And it's Bella that sings that. And I'm just going to tell you now, Bella is the one that puts up the fight in the end. It's so much more sad. Four-year-old Bella is the one that like fights Chris to try to stay alive. Only days later on June 11th, the couple had found out that they were about to have their third child as well. So it's a video. Shanann's wearing a shirt that says, Oops, we did it again, like Britney Spears style. Mm -hmm. And in the video, her dog, she has a dash hound. Um, Her dash hound, that's like my dream dog, everyone. She has a dash hound and it's named Dieter. He runs to the door to go greet Chris. Chris comes in and he's shocked and he sees the shirt. And you can see he like takes a minute to process it. And he's just like, oh, we did it. Oh, 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 we did. We did it. And he starts like giggling and smiling. And he's like, I like your shirt. Like he's like getting it, you know? Yeah. So then in the video, I watched this video so many fucking times because I wanted to make sure that I that I know how Chris is reacting. It's kind of funny and like a stupid, dumb guy way. He looks at the pregnancy test. Most pregnancy tests have pink lines on them. You know, like one line if you're not pregnant, two if you are. He goes, pink means a girl. Okay, no. And Shanann's like, no, the the lines are pink. It just means I'm pregnant. And he goes, no, I know that. But it's probably a girl. (laughs) It's pink. And like, I don't know if he thinks he's being funny because like they have two daughters already. And he like he's just like, I know what's going to happen. Like, I can feel it, you know. Yeah but it kind of makes him look like an idiot because she like tells him and then he still repeats it. But whatever I'm talking it up to Chris is a dumbass. When you see this part though, you think Chris is like a good guy and that like they're an average family. They're going to grow. They're going to be happy. They're going to be great. But something this same month really affects the Watts family and the dynamic that they share. So on June 14th, which that happened on June 11th. So this is only a few days later, June 14th. Chris goes into work and that day he ends up adding a new contact into his phone, which is one of his coworkers. He adds Nicole Kessinger to his phone. Chris says they met at the office, which was shortly after Chris was promoted to the field coordinator. And this promotion meant that he would spend more time in the office. So him and Nicole would see each other more frequently. Chris and Nicole, and this woman I'm going to call just Nicole, unlike Nicole Atkinson, because because otherwise it's going to get messy. And I did mention there's a Nico. The unborn baby in Shanann's stomach is named Nico after Nicole Atkinson. She does not. Shanann doesn't know about Nicole Kessinger ever. She dies before she hears about it. Okay. Okay. So when she's going to name her child after Nicole, she's naming after her best friend. Okay. When Chris and Nicole both like notice they're going to start seeing each other all the time, he adds her number to his phone. And they stated that at first they were like kind of doing like that small workplace flirting. But soon it turns into a lot more. And trust me, it's a lot more. On June 17th, 2018, Shanann posts a Father's Day message to Chris on Facebook saying, Chris, we are so incredibly blessed to have you. You do so much every day for us and take such great care of us. You are the reason I was brave enough to agree to number three from laundry to kids showers. You are incredible and we are lucky to have you in our life. Happy Father's Day. Meanwhile, as that's happening, Chris and Nicole start texting on a frequent basis like daily. Then on June 19th, 2018, Shanann shared a picture from her first ultrasound on Facebook adding that her husband is the best dad us girls could ask for. On June 27th, Shanann takes a vacation to North Carolina. This is so hard to explain the first time, I think. Well, it's not, but like it's complicated what they do. So Nicole, I mean, oh, shit. So (laughs) Shanann, (laughs) Shanann is going to North Carolina where Chris and her are from, and they're going to visit the grandparents for six weeks. That sounds like a really long time, but I'll explain it. So it's going to be like the girls' birthday over it. They're going to like celebrate their holidays, all that stuff. And during this time, they were going to have a birthday party for one of the kids. And she's going to split the time between her family and Chris's family so that everyone can see the kids, you know, Mm -hmm. since they're in Colorado. Now, since she works for the MLM, this is super easy for her to get the time off because she just like works from home from the computer like it's fine. But Chris couldn't do that. So instead, Shanann takes both kids and she goes on the six week vacation. Chris stays home and works. And then, after five weeks of being gone, Chris flies out to her on the last week and spends one week with the family. Okay. Yep. And then everyone flies home. Okay. But while in North Carolina, a lot happens both in North Carolina but in Colorado. So, in North Carolina, Shanann ends up going to celebrate the birthday. Um, and what happens is, um, she was going to celebrate Cece's birthday and when she goes there, she thinks like, okay, I'm going to just visit everyone and things are going to be great, but you gotta remember Chris's family hates her. So that's not their plan in a sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. So July 10th, we get some text messages between Chris and Shanann. Shanann says, are you okay? It's like you don't want to talk. I keep trying to talk and I have to dig it out of you. Chris says, I'm fine, baby. The last few days at work have put a lot of responsibility on me with new people. I didn't mean to seem short, boo. I love you to the moon and back. Shanann, I miss you and I feel like I just want to work out and run. You want to work out and run. Chris, running helps clear my mind. It's a way to free it all. But then Shanann texts her friend and said, I wish my husband wanted to talk to me. After like that conversation Mm -hmm. on July 14th, Shanann tries calling Chris four times, but he does not answer. Cece had a birthday party and she is super allergic to nuts.
1: He just had an allergic reaction to these nuts. (laughs)
0: Like, I think anaphylactic shock allergic. Yikes. Ronnie and Cindy, which is Chris's parents. They often belittled Shanann's illnesses, let alone, like, didn't believe anything Shanann said. So they decide to serve cake and ice cream at the party and they brought out Rocky Road ice cream. Baby, I love Rocky Road. So won't you go and buy a half a gallon, baby? Which fucking has nuts in it. Um, oops. Yeah, no, this results in a huge fucking fight between Cindy and Shanann. As it should. Shanann saying she feels ignored and betrayed. But Cindy says Shanann was purposely trying to drive a wedge in her family, like between Chris and like his parents and stuff. And that we're going to put a pin in that whole Rocky Road ice cream nut situation because, oh, boy, that is not done. We'll come back to that big. Because what's happening back in Colorado, right? Like, so that's what Shanann's dealing with for six weeks is like fighting with the in-laws. Like, literal fighting. Literal fighting. Yeah. Meanwhile, Chris is, like, off living a bachelor life. So, Insider reported that Nicole went to Chris's home for the first time on July 4th. But they had their first phone call on July 7th. Okay? So, up to this point, they were just texting, I guess. And, um, I think on July 4th, she ended up, um, coming to his house for dinner. So... But I don't think that was their first hangout. That was just the first time he went to her house. She went to his house. So Chris and Nicole started seeing each other the entire time that the family was gone. Most nights they actually spent together. Chris told Nicole that he and Shanann were separated. They just lived together for the sake of the kids. But he was hoping to move on with his life and get his own place soon. So she didn't need to worry. Lovely. Yeah. Chris said his relationship with Nicole was different than his relationship with Shanann because of something. He said with Nicole, it felt like an equal partnership and like that he pursued Nicole and Nicole pursued him back. And that's not how he felt in his marriage. He said Shanann had a dominant personality who made all the family's decision and he's laid back and he likes, you know, the change of pace and stuff like that. So it's kind of like how when they first met and he's like, oh, I pursued Shanann and she didn't pursue me back. That's kind of what he trailed on about with Nicole. He's like, well, Nicole pursued me and I pursued her. Like it finally felt mutual. Okay. Which that's okay. That's fine. Um, divorce your wife if that's what you want to do. Right. And I'm not saying kill your wife and her, your kids. I'm saying divorce your wife. Right. There's a huge difference here. Your family can move on and have their own lives. If you want to be this kind of person, that's fine. That's why divorce was invented. Um, you don't need to kill anyone like at all. Zero percent. Funny no way. how that works out. I know that's crazy. That's Hot insane. Take. Hot take. But um, Chris took Nicole to the movies for their first date, just like he did with Shanann. But this time he said he was really excited because he got to pick the movie. <laughs> when they arrived, the movie that he wanted was sold out. So Nicole was like super chill about it. And she's like, let's just go for a walk. And they did. Nicole learned that Chris was a former mechanic before joining Anadarko. So she suggested the next date, they go to the Shelby American Collection Museum in Boulder. It's a car museum. I gathered that. (laughs) I figured you did, but I didn't know if they did, you did. Sorry. Um, Have you ever been to a car museum? I've been to the Harley Davidson Museum three times. Don't need to go again. I've been to that (laughs) one. Nothing changes. Um, let me um I went to the Peterson Automotive Museum. It's the car museum in Los Angeles. I'm trying to find it was really really cool. The building itself is amazing. Car museums are fun, even if you don't like cars, they're really cool. It's just crazy to see all that technology and how it's changed over the years, I think. Oh yeah. yeah, the first time I went to the Harley-Davidson Museum, I was like, yeah, this is cool. No, I don't think it's cool anymore. So when I was a kid, there was a Harley Davidson store that had a talking parrot inside it, like a real parrot. Yeah, like okay. a, like a parrot that talks. Okay, and it would talk and it sat at the register. Uh-huh. And I wasn't scared of this bird because like it seemed like I kind of thought it wasn't real. I thought it was like a robot kind of, uh, like we all are. Oh. And um, <laughs> because of that, I thought all Harley Davidson stores just had parrots at the counter that talked. Oh. They don't. No, I found that out when I was like 18. Yep. They don't. Because that's how long it was from when I was like seven to the next time I went into one of those stores. I was 18. And I was like, where's your guys' parrot? my <laughs> god, <I'm like>, What? <laughs> <laughs> You're probably so confused I <laughs> feel like it's on the 10th of motorcycle. We should know something about. right? No, where's your parrot, bro? Where's your parrot at the register? You don't have a parrot? What the fuck? <laughs> the fuck? Is this even a Harley Davidson star? <laughs> oh gosh yeah so there's more about me you guys always <laughs> love always people so where's your parrot <laughs> someone the other day said something they were just like sometimes when athena goes so this one time and they were like i just know the weirdest fucking string of words is about to come out of their mouth <laughs> yeah. and it's not gonna make any sense but like to athena, it does yes. Athena thinks that we're all gonna understand it but bro we Athena's life not chaotic evil yeah yeah no i know guys i've I've lived it for over 30 years welcome to the shit show (laughs) (laughs) after they decide to go on this like second date at boulder something else happens before it though and that was the july 4th thing so see they had a date before she came over to his house and july 4th was when she came over she specifically came over to the watt house and chris made her a homemade meal And she said that she only came over because she was getting diet advice from him because he's so fit. Mm, Okay, Chris is fit. Mind you, he did. I think he lost weight, too, they said. But I don't remember what he looked like before. But Chris is. I don't want to compliment him one bit. However, he is what a lot of people would say is like a stereotypical, like attractive dude, I guess. I take one look at this man and he looks like someone that I want to just not be near, but uh, it, just an attractive dad, like in general. Yeah. yeah. Like that is a reoccurring theme as people think Chris is attractive. Just keep that in mind. You can look him up if you want. He's on the Instagram. People think Chris Watts is attractive. It's important to the storyline. But keep in mind, it's that same concept of, like, people think Richard Ramirez is attractive. You guys, serial killers are not attractive or even murders. <laughs> they're not. I promise you, they're disgusting, disgustings.
1: Is Hannibal Lecter your dream boyfriend? Hybristophilia. The American Psychological Association defines hybristophilia as sexual interest in and attraction to those who commit crimes. It's a condition that more women than men have, especially in the case of serial killers
0: disgusting I have nothing else to say about them they're the worst I hate all of them not equally I hate some more than others but I hate them all a lot after this date I'm just moving on <laughs> okay. on July 14th Chris and Nicole finally go on their second date to the car museum and that was the same day that Shanann tries calling him about the birthday party and he doesn't answer her so while she's crying And like freaking out and calling him four times because her child is about to die of anaphylactic shock. Potentially. He's Uh like, hey, babe, want to go look at some cars? right. Fucking hell. I hate him. On July 18th, Nicole sent a photo of her in lingerie to Chris's phone. You can look it up, guys. I'm not putting it on the Instagram. Look up Nicole (laughs) Kissinger in her lingerie or like Nicole Kissinger in the mirror photo with Chris. So in the photo, you can see she's like in like this strappy lingerie thing. Right. And she's like kind of like leaned up against the wall slash doorway. And it's in the mirror being taken. But like either she's taking it or Chris is taking it. But you can see him in the mirror behind her. So like she's with him. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it proves also like she's clearly in lingerie around near and with Chris. So just, you know, but she sends this photo to Chris and Chris stores this photo on a secret calculator app on his phone. Oh, the secret calculator. I had an ex app. that did that to me. He uh, cheated on me and he stored the girl's photos in a secret calculator app. So this hits a little close to home in a bad way. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's a fucking shady I think thing. I think we've all been there. It's fine. It's so shady. Just it's, don't do it. Yeah. I another hot take. Okay, you guys, this one's real hot. Real hot. Steaming. You ready? <laughs> steaming if you pile want it, of shit. I have life advice for you. Okay. If you there is a foolproof method to not getting caught cheating. Are you ready for it? Are you ready? <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> You don't want to get caught cheating. That's fine. Don't do it. Break <laughs> up with the person and don't be a sleaze bag and pursue whatever that thing is that you're wanting that you are going to ruin a person's life, happiness, joy, and security feeling of themselves. Go, go, go be a slut. We don't care. You can be a slut. Everyone's cool. Cool. We are so cool with sluts. We support sluts. Yeah. We don't support cheaters. There's no a difference. Yep. So if you want to be a slut, that's cool. Be a single slut. single slide. yeah get all the situationships you can have like 10 we don't mind we'll support all 10 of them however if you're in a relationship and you want a situationship no we're judging you (laughs) we're judging you i just want you to know that (laughs) not only judging it we're just also mad yeah yeah
1: if that man gon' cheat on you then tell him what you about to do I'm to taste you and balls. How about that?
0: What's that smell? Burning And we're also gonna tell your significant complete- other. So sorry about that. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Completely <laughs> loathing. Also, you're fucked. <laughs> Don't tell us about it. <laughs> On July 28th, Nicole and Chris took a mini camping trip together. They went to the Great Sand Dunes National Park. It was Chris's first time camping. Hmm, how cute. <laughs> And then the two went sandboarding during their two day trip.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Tina's weekly wild tangent ride. Please remember to keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times until you hear the magic word Hercules.
0: That sounds awful. I don't know what sandboarding is, but it sounds fucking awful. I it's hate just it. like snowboarding just on sand. That sounds awful. Yeah, it's sand not. Sand everywhere. Not great. <laughs> I don't sand. Like sand. everywhere.
1: <laughs> we used to lie out on the sand and let the sun drop. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and I'm haunted by the sand in my very soul. Sand, sand, oh, you're suffering as much as I am. I can't.
0: I'm not a sand fan, so no. I don't like beaches and stuff. Yeah, I only like going to the beach to like go in the water or like one beach day is all I need. I don't like the smell of lakes. First off, I think they have a very pecular smell, even Great Lakes. I don't care. I don't like smell of lakes. Um, That's interesting. I'm and sorry. I... Don't like what the ocean does. to My hair. I don't like having my hair wet. I don't like my skin feeling moist. I don't like sunshine. I burn really easy. I don't like sand sunshine. I don't like warmth. I don't like children. I don't like loud people. I don't like laying on sand. I don't like laying on the ground. I don't like laying on a towel. I don't like the texture of towels when I'm wet. I don't like textures of towels when I'm dry. I don't think beaches are. my. I don't like swimsuits. I don't own a swimsuit. I'm not beach person what about pools i'm cool with that okay love pools actually <laughs> i bought a new beach bag this week <laughs> on the side note a beach bag for all of the times that you go to the beach <laughs> all in almost 20 years i've gone to the beach twice one of them it was um a hurricane <laughs> <laughs> or like a, a storm so. i lived at the beach when i was younger but, um i mean i literally lived there so yeah i'm just not a beachy person i'm not a beach but you have a beach bag so it's all but good. i have a you're, you're, I have a limited edition pleasing by harry styles brand beach bag and it's limited edition it's it's the best <laughs> it's i do you actually want to know real quick what happened to my beach bag the one that's not limited edition. No, no, just the regular. No, I wish I had the not limited edition. Here's the thing, pleasing make it makes it a bee's rap. Pleasing make it makes it a bee's rap. Run that back. Pleasing make it makes it a bee's rap. Pleasing make it makes it a beast rap. Pleasing makes it. And that wasn't a sentence, but you knew where I was going with it. So, please make me drag. And I really, really, really wanted it, right? It's like uh. tan and then it has writing. It says pleasing on it. Pleasing shit is so fucking expensive. It's Harry Styles' brand. Like, I'm telling you, like, one nail polish is like over $20. Okay. Okay. They sold a crew neck the other day and it was $260. Jeez. This shit is expensive, y'all. I bought a, a fucking, what did I buy? What's this stuff? Lip gloss? chapstick yeah okay so i bought a chapstick and it was like 35 dollars.
1: all right now i know a lot of you riders are feeling lost and confused but i can assure you that we have reached the bottom level of the tangent ride and we are on our
0: way back i don't want to talk about it don't come me. don't look God. at me <laughs> yeah, i felt <laughs> you look over at me <laughs> What? It's not even ah, lipstick. It's, it it's has cayenne pepper in it too. Okay. Uh, yeah. No. So this beach bag, I've been wanting it for so long. I signed up for every single color because I've wanted it for so fucking long. And every time it sold out, I specifically don't want other colors, but I know that I could trade someone if I get it in a different color type thing. Cause it's in red, it's in blue, it's in green. It's in all these things. I want the black one, right? I want this black one. I've wanted it for so long. <laughs> That's what she said. It's not even black. It's tan, and it just has the word pleasing and black on it. That's literally all it is. Mm-hmm. So I signed up for it. I get an email the other day saying, guess what's in stock? You know how you signed up for the pleasing bag bag in black and you want it really bad? Here it is an orange. Do you want it? Are you fucking with
1: me? <laughs> Three words for you. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Fragrances. Treat yourself. Massages. Treat yourself.
0: Mimosa. Treat yourself. It's limited edition and it's orange. Treat yourself. So I bought it. Of course. <laughs> OK. <laughs> uh huh. Um. I mean, one of my favorite colors is red. So I guess that's not like the worst thing. I could just pretend I'm colorblind, I guess. But I'm upset to say the least. And it's not what I want. So I bought a beach bag. There's my story. All right. We're moving on back to the case. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, please. That was a lie. The ride has not come to a complete stop. I need you to get back inside the carriage right now. Please. Ladies man, get off.
0: I'm just upset. It's the matter of I wanted it in black. They know I wanted it in black. And they said, hey, we know you want it in black. Here's orange the fuck how are you gonna (laughs) okay 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 I'm cool I'm cool I feel like Hades from Hercules like when his hair lights on fire I'm cool I'm cool that's me all the time (laughs) which is actually hotter yeah Yeah. that's the funny part yeah yeah I love Hades no and Hercules (laughs) I should clarify there yes big fan of Hades and Hercules 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 there we go
1: Okay, it's over, ladies and gentlemen. That has been Thena's weekly wild tangent ride. Please find your loved ones, collect your belongings, and please do not sue us.
0: Now, when this whole sandboarding trip and like little camp thing happens, Chris will later talk to publications about that trip and about his whole little affair that he has. And he says he was just so caught up in the feelings of new love because he felt for the first time he was being pursued so he knew somewhere in the back of his mind what he was doing was wrong, but he had his blinders on. And that's what he told uh, investigators. He's, I mean, I'm pretty sure all cheaters know that they're being wrong and shady and gross. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking disgusting. Um, God. <laughs> Tell me how you really <laughs> feel. <laughs> He's just so scummy. I hate him so much. It. The fact that he couldn't just fucking divorce Shanann, like she gives him outs. That's why I'm so irritated at him. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Uh huh. On July 30th, Chris gives Nicole a cheesy. It's like the. I'm sorry. I Dena. know.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we have lost control of the ride. It has a mind of its own. Please get clear of the area.
0: <laughs> it's like Diane Downs though. Remember that case? Vaguely. And she murdered all of her children because like she was oh, yeah, dating a guy. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to date someone that has children. Yes, so I'm going to kill him. Yeah, that's the no, that's, that's the, not the fu- <laughs> that's date the answer. Someone that's OK with kids. <laughs> like, did you ever see the movie Sleepover with Alexa Vega and um, Sean Ferris and stuff? And oh, that girl from Aquamarine, whatever. Yeah. When yes. when the one girl's like I Yancy, she's like, no one's going to date me because I'm fat. And he's like, would you rather eat? a brownie or a piece of broccoli and she's like is this a trick question and he's like yes it is and she's like well obviously I want the brownie and he goes then just date someone else that wants a brownie too yes that's literally all it is don't date someone that wants broccoli if you want a brownie that's what this is you dumb fucks if they can do it in a Disney it's not even a Disney film a children's film you can understand this was such a good movie though oh yeah I love that movie and Steve Carell's the rent-a-cop in it and they steal the decal (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from the car and i forgot down that the it's hill. steve Carrell, though. that's hilarious and oh he my like gosh. swishes the coca-cola in his mouth and then spits it back in the can he's like you're right it's just coke i and they do the evan peters is the nerd in the movie yes and they uh they call him spongebob yeah and he's like do you want to see a picture of me in a coma i was in a coma for three minutes oh my god and then and then and then I know they, so much about this movie and I completely forgot about they it. They dance to the Spice Girls in it. The brother, he's like, "So tell me what you want, what you want." Yeah, and the the dog, and he's like, "What you want, to Yeah, that's a good movie. That is a good movie. I'm gonna watch it. Um, sorry guys, but it, it reminds me of that. I always think about when I think of cases like this where the people are like, "Oh, like I had no other choice because I was married and the other person I want to be with doesn't want kids." No, no, there actually was solutions. There's a lot of solutions. And if truly you don't want your kids, you know what? There are people in the world that do want kids that can't have them. There's actually solutions there. I'm not saying you should all just start getting rid of your kids. But like Mm -hmm. if you truly think you can't be a parent to these kids because your mind is telling you that you would rather kill them than have them just live their lives, then maybe you're not fit to be a parent. And, you know, there is a solution there. Give your kids to someone that would love them. Not kill them i'm just like solutions yeah i'm sorry i'm from thena yeah i have a lot of them i fell on my ass while bowling we'll talk about that at the end <laughs> oh my god that was so gonna be the so intro funny we'll talk about that at the end guys <laughs> <Stay tuned. laughs> I totally forgot about that I'm in so much pain (laughs) okay on July 30th Chris gives Nicole a cheesy love card the inside of the letter contains lyrics to a song called down to earth by the band through the roots I don't I don't know that band or that song but I do I think I put a picture of the card in the Instagram so I think you guys can see it but you can Google it if not and at this point Chris tells Nicole he loves her Mm. moving pretty fast. Yeah. On July 31st, 2018, Chris is finally ready to go and meet up with his family in North Carolina. So he flies there to spend the final week with them. When Chris gets to North Carolina, he's super pissed off because he says that there was a wedge that Shanann drove between him and his family. Wonder why, though? Because the whole not food allergy, apparently. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Chris later tells investigators that he should have ended things with Nicole and focused on his family. But after learning about the peanut thing and... (laughs) He was just so pissed. He referred to it as Nutgate. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. How could you not be upset with your mother in that situation? Right. And not that's how wife. I feel. But that doesn't happen. Actually, the fighting gets worse when he gets there. Well, kind of. It's more like silent treatment, worse at this point. Now it's like cold shoulder y shit. So while in North Carolina, Chris is extremely cold towards Shanann and it mixes with the anger that he's like harboring about this whole situation. So they like start fighting or ignoring each other. Like there's no in between. On August 4th at 1245 a.m., there's texts between Chris and Shanann about the birthday incident and the wedge that's happening between the family that we earlier just talked about. These texts are really, really long. And I'm going to make Kylie read them because they suck. And there's so many errors. Because they Uh, suck. Thanks. (laughs) I don't know if like Chris was staying with his family and Shanann was with hers or if they were like in different rooms, but they communicated through text. So you can look these texts up. You can see pictures of them. But yeah, we're just going to read it to you. So Shanann sent this to Chris and then he forwarded it to his friend. Truth came out last night. I didn't create. I didn't create no dagger between you and your dad. That was done by your mom and your dad. And I won't change a thing. My daughter's life is way more important. And you better believe I wanted to to say a whole lot more than I did. But I was being the bigger person and protecting Bella. I didn't tell your dad not to come to the party. I didn't tell him not to text or call your daughter. Oh, on her birthday. I didn't tell him to start acting like he only has two grandkids instead of four. I didn't block your family on Facebook. He did. Myself and your kids have nothing to say to them. They do. They owe your kids. Yeah, wouldn't it just be they owe? They owe your kids their life. That doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Anyway, your parents' home isn't a safe zone. Your mom isn't safe. Exclamation mark, by the way. You can let them... You can let them tell you what you want, but I didn't tell anyone to stop loving your kids or stop acting like it. He did that, not me. You can believe I created this dagger, but I didn't do that. I stood up for our kids. I advocated and protected our children. I don't ever want to hear, I'm sorry I killed your kid because I was stupid. That would kill me. These kids are my world and I have to protect them from the evil of the world. I shouldn't have to protect them from evil family. Our kids deserve the same love and attention the other kids get nothing less. I'm not accepting I'm sorry from your mom because she doesn't mean it and she knew that she knew what she was doing. I made it very clear not to I made it very clear not to eat it around Celeste because she doesn't understand way before that happened. She's evil and willing to risk your daughter's life just to get under my skin. You and your dad are no different if you're okay with her behavior. There's nothing wrong with me and I'm not crazy. I just love my kids way too much. From the day I left you never said I missed you before I said it. Something changed when I left. You may be happier alone, and that's fine. You can be alone. This pregnancy, you have failed to acknowledge it or to acknowledge how I'm feeling. The first trimester is the scariest and most dangerous, yet we can lose this baby at any point till delivery. I'm not doing or I'm not going to be treated this way for having the balls to protect our family and kids. I should get a gold. <laughs> That's how you know it's an old iPhone. Yes, I should get a gold ducking medal for handling it the way I did. Because I had a lot of choice words I wanted to say to her and your dad for his stupidity. No one stands up to your mom and your dad for that. He's just as guilty by not doing anything. I have nothing to do with him. Stop sharing memories of his grandkids. What does that have to do with me? They are fucking with our kids feelings and that I'm not okay with. I am their mother and I will protect them. I have enough to worry about with the world out there. I'm not going to worry about my family. I will just remove it. (sighs) Oh, yeah. I'm not even sure what I just read. (sighs) She's pissed. She's so mad, which, okay. She has every right to be pissed, but like go fucking have a conversation. The thing that stands out to me is she says one thing and there's so many things she says, but there's something that she really says. It's the whole, she says like, um... Oh my gosh. I, okay. I have to protect them from the evil of this world. I shouldn't have to protect them from an evil family. Like, yeah, that is, I feel like what every parent's fear is like you, when you're a parent, I I don't know, obviously I'm not, but like, I'm going to do this. I'm sorry for everyone that thinks this is just disrespectful, but it's the closest I can do. I'm a dog parent. Mm -hmm. I am terrified of everything for my pet. Because it's things I can't control. So I shouldn't have to be scared about the things I can control, like in my house and stuff like that. You know, like people coming over that I trust and stuff. That shouldn't be a thing. I shouldn't ever be worried that Kylie's going to come over and feed my dog a chocolate bar. Like that's an unnecessary fear that I shouldn't be having. But I can't promise that my dog's not going to find a candy bar out on the street when we're on a walk. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. I know that's not all the same, but that's the closest in my head that I can get it. Um, That sentence really struck me out of the whole paragraph. Like, that's the one that like, that is so true. A kid should never have to fear like their own parents. And I know that's something that does happen. But or even like their grandparents or something like that, like, which well, is and how is. could you not feel that way? Like if the kids are Cece, under four years old, if she was like, grandma, why did you give me those, you know, that? that ice cream like when you knew that I wasn't supposed to or you know whatever like you know whatever that sounds like in four-year-old um how can you as the grandma be like oh I didn't believe your mom sorry yeah and it's (sighs) ice cream you know it's something the kid's not gonna understand why they can't have it right because they're excited and it's their birthday and stuff this is such a fucked situation and she knows it yeah so Chris forwards that to one of his friends And then Shanann forwards this to one of her friends and says that Chris didn't reply to her, except saying that he loves the kids. And can the kids come visit his parents again? Like, that's it. That's that's all he chalks it up to. She says no, because she's going to stand her ground. And since they haven't made any contact in the four weeks since that and they never actually said happy birthday to her, that they don't deserve to see the kids. I agree with that. Which, again, pisses Chris off, though, because he's like, see you're doing that you're keeping the kids from them
1: but no again, shit
0: <laughs> she's doing it like good warranty and that yeah. is the thing i feel like they should have to apologize it especially she's the mom it's not like they're the mom and she's the grandparent taking the kids away and being like mm, no i think you're an unfit parent right you're the grandparents technically you are you seeing the the child is a privilege in a sense i know that sounds no it's true it's yeah. but it is like Other than the immediate mother and father, any outs outstanding like or extended family is a privilege to have in your life because. Sometimes families fuck up. Yeah. And you don't have to keep your family around like there's no technical rule. I don't know my uncle David like you don't have to keep your family around. It's just a thing. Well, it also depends on like how you grew up. Yeah. Like 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 what you know. So on the same day as that whole text message and the day that Chris like is leaving, all the same stuff. You wanna know what Nicole's doing back in Colorado? No, probably not. She's Googling wedding dresses for two hours. Of course she is. Because he said he loves her. So he's she's she's off Googling wedding dresses because she's been a month. Yeah. She decided that she's, um, she's she's ready. They're, they're end game. Okay. He's going to leave his wife, right? On August 7th, Shanann texts a friend about her relationship with Chris and said he no longer wants the third baby. She also sends some of these messages to her friend and you can read the thread again, but I'm just isolating her messages. She says he's changed. I don't know who he is. He hasn't touched me all week, kissed me, talked to me, except for when I'm trying to figure out what is wrong. I have no idea what happened, which also she kind of mentions that in the the thread that Kylie read, like she was just like, you seemed different ever since mm-hmm. I left, like you seem happier. You seem like things are different. She is literally giving you an out to be like, you're right. It's not working out or like, yeah, like, OK, there are so many like things that could have been different in this moment already. On August 9th, Shanann tells her friend that Chris came with her to the ultrasound, but he was acting cold towards her. She uh, said that he refused to hold her. She cried herself to sleep every night. And because of this, she's going to cancel the gender reveal party because like she just doesn't want to have it. Mm -hmm. Shanann also mentions that the only thing that she could feel like that would make Chris reject her like this is if he had another girl. But that probably wasn't the case because she said she wouldn't want to believe that he would cheat on her. Most people don't want to believe that. Yeah. Yeah. That same day, Shanann was prepared to go on a business trip for a few days to Arizona, and she was going to leave for it in the morning because they've returned to Colorado at this point. The six weeks was up. So that night she and Chris talk. She tells a friend that it seemed like their best talk yet. Shanann sends a picture of a handwritten letter that she drafted that she was going to give to Chris to tell him how she thinks that they've grown apart. They fell out of compatibility and how she's really upset about it and she wants them to like get back to being like a couple. And you can again look it up, you can read it. On it's hard to read her handwriting. It's it's kind of like chicken scratchy and like it's erased in parts and stuff. But you you get the picture. On August 10th, Chris drops Shanann off at the airport for her little trip to Arizona. After dropping her off, he meets up with his coworker named Troy, and Chris is dropping off his Amazon Fire Stick to Troy. But the two of them get to talking while Chris and Troy are chatting, though. Troy gets a phone call from a fellow coworker named Cody. Cody's calling to tell Troy that there's a leak happening at job site 319 and it needs to be checked out by someone. So Chris offers to go check out the leak on Monday when he works. The check should be simple. It's going to be a one person job. Just go check to see if things are leaking. Make a report if it is. If it isn't, it's fine. Potentially shut off a valve. Do stuff like that and then call it a day. But you get to like get out of the office. So why not, right? Mm hmm. On August 11th, Chris hires a babysitter saying he's going to a Colorado's Rockies game with his coworker. But what actually happens is he takes Nicole Kessinger on another date. They go to the Lazy Dog Sports Bar and Grill in Erie, Colorado. Now, normally when Chris goes out with Nicole, he always pays in cash, but that day he ended up using his card. Shanann's on vacation and she notices a charge for $60 to a random restaurant slash bar. So Shanann calls Chris and she asks him about the charge. And he's like, yeah, I went out to eat. But again, like she thinks he's at the game. so She's like, wait, what? I thought you went to a game today. I'm like, why are you out eating? Okay, right. Shanann looked at the menu online and she's like, "Uh, like $60 like. Whatever you ordered, there's nothing on that menu that's like even close to $60. Like, who are you with? And he's like, Oh, no, I just had drinks with it too. And she's like, Uh, okay. Like, I guess. Cause like, again, she doesn't want to believe it. But at that point, it's just right. kind of like, That's just weird. And I'm sure she's only checking on things because she's on vacation. She's like making sure that her transactions are working fine, things like that, you know? Cause I do that when I'm on vacation. So like, mm-hmm. I don't think she was like harassing him about what he's spending and where. But uh, like- I think she was curious. But also I was going to say but she probably at least just was a little like I want to know what he's doing because he's not talking to me. Right. Yeah. But I don't necessarily know that she 100% believes he's cheating on her is what I'm trying to say. I think like even if it's in the back of her mind, I think she's trying to tell herself that's not it. So she's yeah. like I just want to know what it is. I so. think she has an inkling, but but doesn't want to doesn't I mean, want to yeah, like I mean, in denial, yeah. On August 12th, Shanann sends a friend um Sends a friend a text of a speech that she plans to give Chris when she gets back to Colorado because she says she wants to fix and work on things together to like fix what they have, their relationship. The next morning, August 13th, around one forty eight a.m., a neighbor surveillance camera captures Shanann returning home from the business trip. Chris tells investigators he was sleeping with his wife, came home, but she initiated sex and then afterwards they went to bed. On that day, the 13th, Shanann's supposed to have a conference call for work and a doctor's OBGYN appointment. However, Nicole Atkinson, her best friend, says that she missed the appointment and missed the business call and her car was still in the garage, but she wasn't replying to any of her texts or answering the door. Because remember, Nikki, uh, Nicole Atkinson, went to the Watts home to check on Shanann, but when she was ringing the bell and knocking, no one answered. So that's when the wellness check was put in at 1.40 p.m. Like we talked about at the beginning of the episode. Nicole Atkinson tells the officer how it was strange that she missed all the appointments and was unresponsive because that's unlike Shanann. The and all this is in the documentary at this point. This is where the documentary kind of picks up. This is the beginning of the documentary. All everything that we've talked about up to this point is excluded from the documentary. Gotcha. So. All the fights, all her knowing about the cheating, her thinking about it, Nicole Kessinger, every part of that, the Celeste stuff, any of it is not in the documentary. Interesting. Isn't that weird? It's kind of important. I feel like it is. Yeah. OK. Um, But uh, I guess I mentioned Nicole Atkinson so much at this point that I nicknamed her Nikki. I don't know if I did that to make my writing easier or if she goes by Nikki, but I will switch to Nikki at this point. So Nicole is reserved for Nicole Atkinson. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Nicole Kessinger, the affair. And Nikki will be her best friend, which is Nicole Atkinson. Okay. Now, coming forward from this part, a lot of this part and the body cam footage is available in the documentary on Netflix. But also the full body cam footage from the police officers of this day and like pretty much every day of the searches is available on YouTube. So you can watch everything now because all the officers in this case have body cams on the whole case from start to finish. So, OK, the officers then show up and they try to check the door to see if it was unlocked. But they come to find out that it has a deadbolt engaged as well as a chain lock on it. They walk around to the side of the house and they find a sliding glass door in the back of the house. But it had a pole in the access area, to block, the entry, like for like a safety lock, you know? Yeah. So whoever left the house would have had to leave through the garage door. So they go over to the garage door. It's closed. And the garage door openers were in Chris's work vehicle and Shanann's vehicle, which is in the garage. So the officer notes that there still should be an available point of entry because the garage door has a keypad. So if he could just enter the code, he could enter the home through the attached garage. So the officer decides to call Chris and contact him about the fact that they are at the house and they're worried about Shanann. They ask for the keypad code to enter the home. And the officers asks if he can just, you know, use the keypad to get inside. Chris says they can't because it's broken. So they have to wait for him. But he'll come home and he'll do that right away. Mm. At the same time, Nikki calls Shanann's mother to ask if she's heard from her. And Sandra makes a comment that the police should check Chris's GPS in his work vehicle to make sure he's not doing anything suspicious because she has a bad feeling now. Because Shanann's mom heard Shanann be sad the whole trip. Right. So, like, it's not that she thinks that Chris murdered her child or anything. She's probably just like, Chris knows where she's at. They're fighting. Something's wrong. Like, she. No one at this point yet thinks Shanann could possibly be dead. Like, that's not what we're hoping or thinking. Like, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Now they Shanann's family just like they they just knew something was off because of what happened in North Carolina. So she makes this comment to check his work vehicle, just because. And so, like, the officer's just like, okay, I'll, like, take that into consideration. Chris eventually shows up at the house. He enters through the garage and he tells everyone to just wait outside. Like, just just wait here. I'm going to enter and then I'm going to go forward, unlock the front door, and then you guys can come inside. So he enters the house, enters through the garage, and then he takes two minutes to let the police and Nikki inside the home. That doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're just walking, like. 30 steps. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. In a previous episode, it was the Hart family murders in the archives. I talk about how there was a hug that lasted two minutes and we were discussing how long 90 (sighs) seconds felt. Yeah. Which this is 120 seconds. When it's an emergency, everything feels at least double to triple the length, like always. So two minutes standing outside while you're waiting for someone to like come to the door. (laughs) Yeah, it's a long time. I think I even talked about awkward. I I think I talked about it in the heart episode also where I listened to one podcast or like a docu-series cover it. And what they did was they just if it was a docu-series, they held up a watch. If not, they started a timer and I heard the beep in the podcast. I can't remember, but they physically sat there for the 90 seconds to two minutes, whatever the time was. And they just sat in silence to make you realize how long it felt. It was excruciating feeling. I was like getting anxious and like fidgeting during it. Now, authorities, Nikki and Chris all finally enter the home after this two minutes and they begin searching the house and they realize right away the house is empty. Bella, Cece and Shanann are not in this house anywhere for sure. There's a full video of the search because the body cam footage, like I mentioned. And so you can watch things if you want to look it up yourself. But while the house search is happening, Chris starts to get on the phone call. He starts just, you know, calling someone to talk to them on the phone while everyone else is searching the house. For his wife. Yeah. That's missing. <laughs> <He's> missing. <laughs> and his kids. Yeah. Right. Now, who's on the phone? Who, who's he on the phone with? Oh, Their realtor. Okay. yeah, because since they declared bankruptcy, the couple had been debating in the past if they should sell the house or not. So they had spoken with a realtor about this option, but they never really like solidified anything. But only a few hours earlier that day, Chris and the realtor were texting and he told the realtor they are looking for a new home. And the realtor asks why Shanann hasn't weighed in on the conversation. And he said she hasn't been around all day. It's very odd. Hmm. They and the text messages between Chris and the realtor are available also continuing the search of this home. I mean, I'm not saying this is nice. I don't mean that. But uh, it's one thing that is nice is this is a very recent case. So you can find so much and you can see like how technology has changed cases these days. Mm. It's kind of crazy. Continuing the search of the home. Um, authorities and Nikki go upstairs. They find the bedrooms with the beds unmade, and some of them are even missing their sheets on the first floor. They find Shanann's purse, keys, and cell phone. The only thing missing in the house at this point is Shanann, Bella, and Cece. Police try to turn on Shanann's phone, and they notice that it was charged. It was just manually turned off and not dead, which is odd. Once the home screen pops up, they ask Chris for the passcode to the phone, and he says he doesn't know it. Nikki says they should try Nico the new baby's birthday and that works. Um, if I remember correctly, also, they were like, Chris, do you think that could be the password? And he's like, I don't know. And he just kind of like shrugs. He's like, I, I, I don't know. You can't. I don't know that stuff. That's that's a that's a her thing. And like another thing they do is something. Oh, I'm trying to remember exactly. I haven't watched the body cam footage in a while, but like he was like, oh, like. That's a shenan thing. Like the credit cards are a shenan thing. Oh, the her phone is a shenan thing. Like, like as if they're not a married couple. It's very odd. Like like she takes. Yeah. Like that's that's a Shanann. Yeah. Again, like showing how she's the dominant one in the relationship, I guess. Police then realized that there was no record of outgoing calls or texts at all from that day. And the tensions are getting really high in the house between the authorities, Nikki and like Chris, like they're not getting along with Chris, really. So Chris just calmly leaves the room. And then a few moments later, he comes back in the room and he's holding in his fingers like Shanann's wedding ring. And he's like, I found this on the bedstand. She left it. So Chris tells authorities he hasn't seen his wife or kids since he left for work that morning and he has no idea where they are. And now he's trying to paint a portrait like Shanann just left him potentially and like Took Took the the kids. kids. Yeah. Yeah. And like that's why she left behind her ring, I guess. It's a little weird. Without the car? And her phone and her keys and her credit and her money and everything. Yeah. Right. So seeing that the authority, uh, seeing the authorities alerted the neighbors. So the ones across the street contact them and they say they have security footage from their home cameras and one of their cameras points towards the Watts doors garage and front yard since they're across the street. Like it just like happens to have Be that. in there, Yeah. Yeah. In the background type of thing. So everyone's like, okay, like let's go next door to see the footage. So Nikki and Chris and the authorities all go over there to watch this. They're all huddled around the computer watching and they see August 13th, 2018, 527 AM. Chris backs his truck into the garage halfway he loads it up with some work things like bags and stuff like that and prepares and it takes him about 50 minutes and then he leaves for work. Chris was with the police while watching these videos and all of a sudden he randomly blurts out, "Oh, I forgot to tell you my wife's pregnant." Oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> like I would never murder her. She's pregnant. Like but you should find her cuz she's pregnant. Right. Yeah, like this is detrimental now. And then Chris just like leaves. <laughs> He's like, I got to go back home. I got to find my way. And the neighbor's like, so Chris is acting really weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, oh, this is weird how he's acting. Like, this isn't normal. We just want, like, someone else to say that. And the police was like, the police, like, asked the neighbor that. And they're like, did you notice anything else weird? And, and the neighbor's like, well, it kind of was weird that Chris loaded up his car before work. And they were like, wait, what? And he, they were like, we've never seen him back into the driveway and do that. Like, we've seen him come out with, like, you know, A bag or something, like maybe like his lunch bag or something like that. But like that was abnormal, but otherwise, no, nothing, nothing weird.
1: Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Okay.
0: Hmm. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. I'm putting two and two together right now. Yep. August 14th, the FBI joins the case. Crispian's doing public interview appearances at this point. He appears on Denver seven to talk about his wife and daughter's disappearance, as well as a bunch of other things. But at one point he says, Shanann, Bella, Celeste, if you're out there, just come back. If somebody has her, just please bring her back. I need to see everybody. I need to see everybody again. The house is not complete without anybody here. Okay. Okay. Investigators and authority were starting to notice that Chris had inconsistencies in his story. And when he claimed he rushed home after getting the phone call, because he was so nervous because they couldn't get in the house and she was missing the footage proves that none of this was true in fact chris was like not only actually really calm and not nervous but they think that his drive seemed to take longer than it should have so he clearly was not speeding like i think he goes as far as to be like i ran every red light and they're like mm, it was you were seven no. minutes away and it took you yeah. 10 minutes to get here right investigators send out search dogs that get scheduled to search the property to see if bodies were somewhere on the land or in the house. They came back with no results. All the cadaver dogs had nothing. Also this same day, Nicole Kessinger comes forward and talks about the affair. She tells the police all about it because she says she saw Chris on the news and she was like gagged. She was (laughs) so stressed. (laughs) So Nicole had a police interview and she was grilled for several hours by authorities about her relationship with Chris and the video ended up on YouTube. Nice. <laughs> of course. She says some of the things that bothered her was that he lied to her about everything. He was not separating from his wife and he didn't even tell her that he had a baby on the way. So she is pissed. Oh, wow. Authorities asked Nicole for proof of her relationship, but she said about that. <sighs> I deleted all my texts and emails I have with him because I'm so hurt by his lies that I just I got rid of everything. I, I couldn't handle seeing it. So authorities were like, "Okay, uh, we're going to take your phone to see if anything's salvageable. Yeah. And they got all the records from her computer and phone company. Yep. So everything she deleted from her computer came the damning evidence. Things like this. Oh, my God. Her search history. You guys, you ready for her search history on her computer? Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Is it you? Is it you? Then show me your search history. I'm ready. Man, I am having an affair with said he would leave his wife. Oh my god. Did people hate Amber Frey? What's the book deal Amber Frey got? Can cops trace text messages? (laughs) How long do phone companies keep messages? Don't
1: be suspicious.
0: Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. There was also like another one, like, if I delete my messages, can the cops see it? Things like that. They were yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. And then they also saw the wedding dress search. So Kylie has no idea who Amber Frey is. That's why she paused at that moment when I said it. So I put in this disclaimer just for Kylie. Amber Frey is the girlfriend of Scott Peterson. Scott and Lacey Peterson murder trial happened in 2004. Scott was convicted of first degree murder of his wife, Lacey, who was pregnant with their unborn son, son Carter. Carter. Oh, what'd I say? Carter. Oh, sorry. Connor, because Scott cheated on her with Amber Frey. And then like Amber Frey wrote a book about it. So, <sighs> oh. although Nicole Kessinger technically did nothing wrong in the sense of the murder. Yeah. um, Do if you, just have feelings that you want about her. There you go. So when the disappearance hit the news, Nicole told police she demanded answers from Chris. She texted him the following. I kept asking him, what did you do, Chris? What did you do? I asked, where's your family? I texted Chris one last time and I told him, if you did anything bad, you're going to ruin your life and you're going to ruin my life. I promise you that. And he responded, I didn't hurt my family, Nikki. And that was the last text. I never said another word. I never said another word to him after that well and then she ran to the police after googling the book deal first (laughs) so then she googled the book deal and then she ran to the police in that order okay great on august 15th police took uh police had chris take a lie detector test and they made him also talk about the affair during it he fails the test he admits to strangling his wife and burying her in a shallow grave at an oil site at the time he refused to take responsibility for the deaths of his daughters though Chris claimed that he told Shanann that he wanted to ha- to separate, and he alleged that he went downstairs and noticed Shanann was strangling Celeste while Bella's lifeless body was nearby. So he ran upstairs in a rage and strangled Shanann because she was busy murdering their children. Okay. All oh. Right. Yeah. Okay. So authorities didn't believe his story. They said his story didn't match the evidence that we had, so we knew and believed that Chris killed them all. So police finally did that thing that they were told to do. They traced the GPS in Chris's truck. Mm-hmm. Like how Shanann's mom said. hmm They found out that earlier that day he visited a work site, number 319, where there was a supposed leak, just like we heard, mm-hmm. that he was supposed to do. So also on that day at 1130, Chris was arrested on suspicion of three first-degree murder charges and three charges of tampering with deceased human bodies. So they wasted no time. When they found that out, they were like, no, he's done. August 16th, 2018, in the afternoon, authorities end up finding a tuft of hair, a bed sheet, and some other items at the oil site. Soon after, Shanann Watts' body was discovered in a shallow grave, nine inches below the surface grade, curled up in the fetal position, wrapped in a bloody sheet. Celeste and Bella were found next, they were found in oil rigs on the site. Shanann had no bruises or defensive wounds, and neither did Cece. However, Bella had bruises, scratches. Her philtrum was split down the middle, which is like this thing. OK, um, it's the like above your cupid's bow and your lips, your philtrum. Uh, hers was split right down the middle from fighting back so f- much. So again, guys, that's the one I told you guys like in the beginning. I was like, that's hard. it hurts because there's videos of Bella singing about how she was a daddy's girl and how much she loves her dad. Yeah. And Bella is the one that fought her dad for her life in the end. On August 21st, the first, Shanann's family appears in court as Chris was arraigned. In November, Chris went to trial. This was Chris's testimony on the day of the 13th when he went. Shanann gets home and the couple gets into an argument when he wakes up for work. He said Shanann accused him of cheating and he snapped and strangled her to death. The noise of the fight wakes Bella up and she enters the bedroom and asks, what's wrong, mommy? Bella then watches as Chris wraps his wife's body in a sheet and drags and drags it out to his truck. Chris says both girls sat on the bench seat of his truck as he drove out to the oil site to dump Shanann's body. At the oil fields, Chris smothers his daughters with a blanket before putting their bodies into two separate oil tanks. So... That was a big tra- change of events all of a sudden because up until that point, Chris had maintained that Shanann was the one that killed their daughters, mm-hmm. and he never gave any details until after his conviction. And then he's like, "Okay, well, I guess I should tell I'm, the truth." I'm like, all of a sudden for... it comes out. Yeah, yeah. So they found, and this part is so awful. So to find Bella and Cece's bodies, they had to drain the oil from the rigs. And the opening of the containers was no more than eight inches in like each direction, almost and stuff. So authorities asked Chris how he got his daughters in the oil rigs. And he said, he used this word. He said he had to stuff them in the containers, their dead bodies. Oh, my. He also, at one point, talks about how they were like, Well, how do you know that your kids were dead? And he's like, Oh, I choked them till they were blue in the face. Okay. He talks about it so cold and casual. On November 6th, 2018, the trial for Chris Watts occurs. He pleads guilty to all the counts against him. But by taking the plea deal, the death penalty got removed for Chris. In the state of Colorado, that's how that worked at the time. Cindy, his mother, in several interviews said she thought the confession and the plea from her son were coerced because he didn't do it. Mm, Of course. Of course. Because he's perfect. Perfect. And five. uh, So he had five counts of first degree murder instead of three because there were two additional murder charges since the children were under the age of 12. He also pleaded guilty to the three counts of tampering with human deceased bodies and one count of unlawful termination of a pregnancy. So he had a lot on his plate. Mm -hmm. Um, On November 19th, Chris is sentenced to three consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole. On February 18th, 2019, Chris speaks with three investigators including an FBI special agent Graham Coder at the federal prison where he's what wait did you not talk did I imagine that what <laughs> I did not talk you did it? I thought no, no. you corrected me and I didn't know what I said wrong so I asked you what but then you didn't look at me so I got even more confused <laughs> never mind about Graham Coder yeah I literally I instantly thought about once upon a time oh okay no I thought I said coding like like I'm writing a coding so you had the whole conversation in your head yeah and okay. so I said coding in my head and you said coder and so I said what and you said coder but the only thing that really happened was I said coder what no you didn't say anything <laughs> it's getting late now yeah I just had a, a full conversation with myself that I thought Kylie was part of she's not in two seconds <laughs> I'm going to keep going. Okay. (laughs) So at this point, finally, for the first time, Chris tells the entire whole story, like everything from start to finish. On March 7th, 2019, a video of the confession was made public. In the video, Chris tells investigators from the Colorado Bureau of Investigation that on the night of the murders, he jumped on Shanann in bed after he told her he didn't love her anymore. He claims she threatened to leave him and take the children Chris kept saying he felt like he snapped and he was in a rage at the time, but he barely realized what he was doing until it was too late. When Bella walked into the room and asked what was wrong with the mother, Chris responded, Mommy, don't feel good. He said Bella was a smart girl and knew what was going on, so she began to cry. He then drove 45 minutes to the remote oil field with Shanann's corpse in the bed of the truck and the daughters in the back seat. He buried Shanann in the shallow grave and then smothered Celeste in the back seat. After dumping Celeste's body in the oil Rig. He then turned, returned, and tried to smother Bella, who begged for her life. As he went to kill her, Bella started screaming, "Daddy, no!" And he said it was the last words she spoke. Oof, that is chilling. It's just disgusting. Yeah. And poor Bella, she was Daddy's girl, but she also had to watch him kill her entire family, knowing that it's coming next. And what was she going to do? She was a young child. And she was stuck there like she couldn't have just ran away either. That that right. wasn't a thing. The interview took six hours. Chris said that whenever he closes his eyes, he hears his oldest daughter's final words begging her not to kill him. Good. I hope that memory lingers in his mind forever yeah, and yeah. it destroys him as a person. Chris is in the Dodge Correctional Institution and in Maximum Security in Wapan, Wisconsin. Okay. Wapun? Wapun. Wapun. What happened? What Wisconsin. 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 I can't even say it. Corey says Wisconsin so weird. I can't say it. I that hate way. when people say Wisconsin. I hate the A. Wisconsin. 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 I Conson. don't know how he says it. Whatever. It's weird. He was transferred there from Colorado because of the widespread interest in the case because it allegedly had put him in danger. Also, he got so much fan mail. So much fan mail from women being like, oh, my God, you're so hot. Oh, my gosh. Blah, blah, blah. I'm in love with you. They want my there were women that kept saying they wanted his attention and that he's misunderstood and they can fix him. This case is just ridiculous. Yeah, it was stupid. Crispin's 23 hours a day in lockdown and can only leave for one hour to shower and exercise each day. He's oh the only things he's allowed to have in his cell are a Bible and photos. And he keeps photos of Shanann and the kids next to his bed. Wow. After everything that came out about the case and after Nicole came forward, other stories started coming forward too. a news source claimed that Chris was on a Tinder um, app on the app itself in March of 2018, where he had a really fast and aggressive one night stand with a woman named Amanda McMahon McMahon in a parking lot. She also told Inside Edition that when she met him, he said he was already divorced. Mm-hmm. There was also this male escort named Trent Bolt who claimed to have a 10-month relationship with Chris in 2018. 10-month relationship? Uh, This one's fun. Also, Trent Bolt's mom, Colleen, confirmed that she had a fling with Chris during this time, too. Mm, I don't believe that one. I don't know. I don't put anything past Chris at this point. Well, well maybe. <sighs> I don't know. Now, according to the inmate visitation history document from January 6th, 2020. Weird. That's my birthday. Yep. (laughs) A woman named Anna Nowak is one of Chris's approved visitors at Dodge Correctional Institution in Wisconsin, where he is housed. She visits him almost weekly, and she was even turned away in April 2019 because she exceeded the maximum number of visits per day. Jesus. Since the case came out, the Watts home did go for sale. But a lot of true crime enthusiasts kept blocking to see it. So the company was having the worst time trying to sell it. Mm-hmm. And they were having issues the whole time anyways, because no one wanted to move into the house where it sounds like a horrific crime took place. Yeah. But eventually the house did finally sell for 600000 Jesus. And the listing was taken down. But according to The Sun, there was a congratulatory note on the social media from the real estate agency that listed the home and it said... It took everything we had to get here. So happy for you guys and can't wait to see the memories you make in your new home. Since it's been asked, yes, this was once the Watts house. It's now the Miller home and they can't wait to put love, family and laughter back into this house. (laughs) Still chilling. Chilling. Don't like it. All profits from the sale of the house went to Shanann's parents who were also awarded $6 million after the judge sided with them for the wrongful death suit against Chris. The parents were awarded $1 million for each of the murders and an additional $3 million for the emotional pain inflicted. On October 8th, 2020, Chris's parents, Ronnie and Cindy, were interviewed and they tell the son that they still love their despite. Nope. (laughs) They still love their son despite what he did. Ronnie told the son that they regularly speak with their child who is heartbroken and has since then became religious. Of course. In another news special with Cindy, she reads a letter from Chris. It says, I'm still a dad. I'm still a son, no matter what. Now I can add servant of God to that mix. He's shown me peace, love and forgiveness. And that's how I live every day. Uh. But I do have a really good happy note to end this on. Yeah. So Shanann was a big lover of dogs. And so her Dachshund Dieter, the one that I talked about in mm-hmm. the one video, he was her world. She loved Dieter. So he ended up going to live with her brother Frankie in the end. And Frankie loves Dieter. Oh, so, Yeah. So that's that. Wow. Yeah. Chilling. I feel like all that was really important. Yeah. No, I agree. That's just wild. Without knowing all of that, you're just like, okay. So he killed her. Like, like why? I remember watching the documentary, and I already knew so much about the case. But I didn't know the Nicole stuff. I didn't know that. I only knew all the like money problems and everything else. And I was just like, wow, they don't explain really like why he killed her. They just explain everything. And so it's kind of crazy. And then someone told me they were like, oh, listen to this podcast about it because they talk about the Nicole thing. And I was like, oh, my God, what? And then I dug more. And yeah, there's Mm -hmm. just so much. It is still a really good um, documentary. And like Chris has been pissed that like the documentaries don't want him in them and stuff like that. But there's so much footage of him when he was out before, like being caught in a sense of him, like on all these news stations and stuff. And in some of them, you can even see the police dogs in the background, like scouring the 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 yard and stuff like that. So for my sources, I used three documentaries and a docu series. I used Chris Watts, Truth and Lies of a Family Disappearance by A&E, American Murder, The Family Next Door by Netflix, Suburban Nightmare: The Chris Watts Story by Tubi, and then Beyond the Headlines: The Watts Family Tragedy by Hulu. I also did just like I said, like read all those messages and all those things, which all came from the court transcripts, also. But you can like li- literally just go- go- literally just go- go- that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you literally just Google go- go- go them. You got it. Whoo. That <laughs> <It> one was rough. Jesus. <laughs> Nothing wanted to do what I wanted it to. <laughs> yeah. So guys, uh, Margie's birthday this weekend. We went bowling. <laughs> and um, I'm a bad bowler. I'm not good at it. I love bowling. I'm I, bad at bowling. Also. I love bowling. I don't know how people are just good at bowling. That seems so fake. I <laughs> that seems fake. <laughs> like that's how I know those, those are what reptilians are. If you're good at bowling, that's that's reptilian. <laughs> okay. That's fake. Um, but shy is even worse. She scored. She scored like a 13. No, she was also bowling for jewels. She was doing good for she, jewel. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, they were on like the fifth frame and she had zero still. I yeah. was like, what do you mean? How do you just have zero? I was probably like, should have done the, the bumpers. Yeah, the Jesus. bumpers. <laughs> there was like a little kid without bumpers that was doing better with her. Yeah, it's fine. Um. But yeah, so we were bowling and I was just having a good time. Right. I wasn't like drunk or anything. No, I wasn't. OK, I had one drink. I go to do the, the bowl, the bowling right. thing. I my foot slips over the line and I just eat shit, you guys. <laughs> My legs fly out from under me and I slam down on that ground <laughs> and then they oil things. So I couldn't get fucking back up because it's so fucking oily and everyone was just looking at me and laughing. And I had to inchworm back off the oil <laughs> to try to stand up because the shoes are slick. The oil's like, I can't fucking stand up. Luckily, the ball didn't crush me. I'm just fucking. No, you got to fucking strike. <laughs> and I'm inching my way back, trying to survive while everyone's busting out laughing. I had a claw clip in my hair, bro. It felt like it was embedded in my scalp. I slammed <laughs> down so hard. And then I stand up and my fucking shirt was ruined because of all the oil. I, I, I had a shirt that i've been waiting to wear because i was so scared i was gonna ruin it if i ever wear it and everyone kept being like oh my god that's such a cute shirt Tina! i've never seen you wear that and i was like yeah i'm really scared i'm gonna ruin it And everyone's like no you won't and then we ate pizza and i didn't spill anything and everyone's like see you didn't ruin your shirt and i was like yeah bus ass (laughs) (laughs) oil everywhere so then we go to return the shoes at the end of the night it had been like two hours since I fell, right? Like two hours. A lot of other fun things have happened in the night. I'm sure. I'm sure someone, you know, like clogged a toilet or like other shit, you know, they turn out the lights. (laughs) There was Fergalicious playing. Like there was so much other shit happening down by Jay Sean was going down. There was, oh my God, that damn song boots with the fur started playing. And there's that one part where they're like, get low. No. Yeah. It's called get low. Oh, is that really what it's called? Yes. Get Low was playing, and there's that part where they're like, she hit the floor, next thing you know. Shoulda got, yeah, I guess that is a song. Shoulda got low. Low, low, low. Well, the part where they're like, she hit the floor, Corey's like, hey, Thea, it's your song. I am like, oh, fuck yourself. So, like, two hours pass, right? And then we go to return the shoes, and I, like, put the shoes up there, and the guy working looks at me and goes, hey, how do you feel? I saw that fall. That was really bad. We just oiled the lanes last night. I said, yeah, no, I can tell. They're really like, he goes, yeah, no, we just oiled them. I was like, thank you, sir. I am aware. <laughs> I learned Fuck the hard Christ. way. <laughs> so um, we're not going bowling for my birthday. We already did that for your birthday. Is no. that what we did? We didn't go bowling for my birthday. Yeah. Oh, my God, we did. Two years Damon ago. Damon said that even. Damon goes, have we been here before? I feel like we had a birthday bowling party. And I was like, we did. But this wasn't it. It wasn't at. No. It It wasn't last year. What did we do last year? It was two years ago. What did we do last year for my birthday? I went out to dinner. I had a photo shoot. What else? No, that was two years ago. We got sushi. How old am I? Wait, am I turning 32? Yeah. Okay. And 30 was when we went bowling. Yeah. Yes. And last year, my room was bombarded. Oh. So for the thirtieth, we went to Michigan, mm-hmm. and so it was a different bowling alley. And then we went to—I got Beach. drunk. Yeah, was you drunk? Yeah, you weren't drunk. Oh, I was drunk. No, yes, I was. No, I'm calm drunk. I'm not calm on edibles. There's a difference, Kylie. Calm drunk. I'm just. I'm. I, I, yeah. Um, I want to go axe throwing for my birthday this year, but seeing as how please the bowling don't do went. That, God, Please don't do that. Please don't please don't do that i want to do axe throwing or an escape room so let's do the escape you all heard it here first if we end up on a podcast because i murdered everyone with an axe by accident axe accident you now know why i slipped and fell at bowling and it all went downhill from there so thanks guys for being here and for listening this was something I just have anxiety thinking about going axe-throwing with you. I know. A lot of people do. Every time I tell people I want to go axe-throwing, they're like, oh, no. God. <laughs> Why? You can go by yourself. Do you <laughs> not like your life? Is this a cry for help? I'm like, no, no. The first time I went axe-throwing, I was so scared that I was just going to, like, keep it in my hands. No. And, like just obliterate my kneecap. My thing is I'm actually more scared that I'm not, I'm going to be scared to throw it and I won't have enough force that it won't stick. I think it's just going to like hit. That or I'm scared. I have so much pent up rage in my life. I'm gonna be that person that throws it so hard it bounces back and tries to murder someone. I've it's, seen it that does happen. bounce back, but like yeah. they're far they're further away than you think. I've literally watched it hit someone. Okay, at at the one that I want to go to. This is not happening for you, but I really want to go. Okay, you can. I've done yourself. I've done knife throwing. I'm not the worst. I've gone shooting a gun. Mm-hmm. I'm really good at that. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to anymore because like I'm really good at it <laughs> you shouldn't say that <laughs> so thank you guys to help make this podcast what it is it's really fun you're all part of the CSP wait can I go axe throwing I wonder if I can <laughs> because you're a felon yeah because I'm allowed to do things that involve weapons is that considered a weapon you went knife throwing before I was a felon oh and now I have knives at home no, that sounds sketchy. I have throwing knives, like legitimate ones. Hmm, I am going to Google this. I am going to learn something. If you know the answer, tell me. I know you guys will. Or you guys are going to Google it and tell me. Everyone does that. Anytime I ask you guys to do something, you guys do it. It's so stressful because then you guys randomly just will be like, the answer was four. And I'm like, what was what, the question? Was the- <laughs> and then I have to find the fucking question. Can you guys preface your answers by telling me what I asked? Because <laughs> I'm dumb and I forget by the time you give me the answer. So thank you guys to help make this podcast what it is. You guys are part of the CSP family. Big thank you to Taylor, Lab Monkey Creative, every week for doing our editing. Lab Monkey. He's been trying to talk to me about video games. I think he's gotten six replies from me in two weeks. All time high. Really, it is actually. Or Taylor. It doesn't say anything about axe throwing. Hmm. I think you're fine. But also, no, we're not doing that. You <laughs> probably will. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Pod, where our DMs are always open for suggestions. So slide on in. Also, you can join the Discord if you would like to join the Discord and be fun and awesome and hang out with me and all of my other friends. Are you saying that like me? Like I don't come and hang out? Yeah. Well... <laughs> I one time that one time did that one time. (laughs) Did did you see that one time that I did? I opened Discord and it automatically said, would you like to join your least used channels so that you can or like your least used things so that you can make an appearance? And I I meant to click like no. And I clicked okay, And it automatically threw me in a voice channel with you guys that you guys were all actively in. I was like, fuck, fuck, get me out of this right now. No, I didn't know that. I, I was in it for like three minutes. It wouldn't let me leave because it kept trying to teach me a tutorial on Discord because I just downloaded <laughs> it on I a different streaming? computer. I don't know. Because if I was streaming, I was in oh, I was so stream stressed. mode. I was so fucking stressed. And I was like, just be really quiet because I was also in my headphones. So I couldn't like right away turn off my mic or anything. There was no like buttons. And I'm like, oh, my God, they can hear you. Just br-. I'm just in the background. <laughs> and Kylie's like, so that's the other host, guys. Welcome. Athena, who's never came before. Great. Now you see why they don't come. They're the boomer of the group. They don't know how to use Discord. I do. I just don't like talking to people. So it's different. I like talking to the mics. Like I'm having a full conversation with you guys right here, right now. This is great. If you reply to me, good luck. (laughs) That's really all it's about. So anyway, if you want to join the Discord, (laughs) all of our links can easily be found at crypticsoupod.com as well. Yeah. That's it. That's where you're gonna. That's it. Okay. I didn't know if you were gonna say anything else about like Discordy, twitchy things. So I don't know. I don't like cutting you off. You do your thing. Apple podcast reviews and ratings are great. So are Spotify ratings. I think both of them are like at like a, like a good. They're like a four point somethings out of five. So that's good. Yeah, that's good. We only had that one dude that was negative. We had that one dude that was negative, and then we had one anonymous that was negative interesting help hmm. <laughs> tell, tell us why yeah like honestly if it's something that's changeable we will change and the dude was just out of left field so let's not talk about that because yeah it made me rant yeah so remember guys to subscribe follow tune in keep up with us and remember to join the conversation where we'll see you next week for the next episode stay tuned that we're going to put a pin in that whole Rocky Road ice cream nut situation because, oh boy, that is not done. We'll come back to that big.